Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode. As you know, I'm your host, Kendall, and I'm back with my guest from earlier this week, Claudio. Thank you so much for being here. Hello again. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> glad to be back on. I'm glad to have you. Now, Claudio, do you like to read, and what is your relationship to reading? I do like to read. So I have been reading less recently but which makes me sad although I did start picking up a bit more again I mean you're doing your PhD right now so like (laughs) yeah I I love to read and it was a big part of my childhood Mm. uh did I say that I'm big on fantasy already I think you said that a little bit in the last episode but you like to read fantasy yes and yeah reading is a great way and stories in general are just Mm -hmm. a great way to pass the time and relax and to escape to exactly what I've done more than my adult life is find the reading for entertainment purposes to like escape real life like I think reading reading some nonfiction is really helpful for learning purposes but like I just want to read to like enjoy something and escape into a new world I guess yes I agree I agree I think a lot of people see Ring as just like just for education, which, uh, like as you said, is yeah. very important and a mm-hmm. very good reason to read. Yeah. But a lot of people just seem to ignore that you can just read for fun. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it's the young adults, the children's section, yeah. the romance section. Like, read. Because I hear a lot of people like fantasy, like that's for kids. I'm like, okay. What? Then I'm a kid, I guess. Yeah. That's no, there's true. adult fantasy that everybody loves. I see it. I see it everywhere on Book Talk. So I mean, even for non-adult fantasy, though, like if you like it, you like yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think young adult is such an interesting genre now as an adult that I think about because there's specifically children's books, right? Like the ones that are really children's books but then young adult is such a broad genre there's everything from like percy jackson which is more on the children's side to hunger games that has like death and stuff (laughs) like there's a broad spectrum there i agree um and then just after young adult fantasy and Mm sci-fi it kind of carries over from it from those that enjoyed those and Mm -hmm. but have more uh Adult yeah. themes, but still have that, like, just for fun mentality. Yeah. You know? I also think it's interesting to see there are some, and I guess maybe they would be considered young adult based on the age of the characters, but I think the books that have coming of age stories, so it's like the characters are a little bit younger, whether they're teenagers or, or young adults, 
that Mm -hmm. you see their coming of age, you see them grow up, you see them take risks, you see them kind of learn good and bad and all of these real life things. And I think as an adult, I enjoy that because I like know what that's like. Yeah. So with young adults, I definitely loved it for a long time. I feel like I got a bit burnt out with it um, a couple of years back. Uh, But I do remember like coming, especially when I was Mm -hmm. a young adult myself, it's like, you you love those books, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I turn 18, I'm going to be selected by one of the gods (laughs) and I'm going to have the powers, you know? (laughs) I'm going to be a son of Poseidon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah. what are you, what would you read now? Like, what would you pick up? Now I mostly still pick up uh, a lot of like uh, adult fantasy. My favorite author that I pick up a ton of is uh, Brandon Sanderson. I don't know if you've read any of his books. I have not, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I actually am, I'm a part of a book club on the Fable app mm-hmm. and with two um, TikTokers who were the premiere episode of this podcast fourth season a couple episodes ago and they one of their books for the month of December it hasn't been picked yet it's about to be announced but one of the options is one of his books and I'm it's what I voted for because I've heard nothing but good things but never read it try to think what book it was but I've heard nothing but good things about the author so yeah um so I just, so I would say he might not be everyone's favorite. Okay. I think he he is going to be a good for most people. I think he he can reach a wider audience than most authors. Okay. Just because he doesn't go like too deep on like any like gore or sexual themes. It's still mm-hmm. adult fantasy. And it's not, like, hard to read in any way, I would say. Gotcha. But it is definitely very creative. And is very, like, creative and imaginative. I think anyone that reads him will tell you that his strongest uh, aspect is his world building. Mm. Both, like, creating the, the actual physical world, but then also his magic system. And how that magic plays into the society. Mm-hmm. and how the history plays in mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and then he also unlike other authors who i also love their books about he puts out books frequently so it's like okay he i finished reading this book and i can expect another book within a reasonable amount of time that's insane and and it'll be good i've not been, really been let down by any so far and now there are some other authors who I would not mention, but I think we can guess a couple that I love their books and we've been waiting years for them to come with the next one. So interesting. Yeah, I would say what you're one of the ones that you've now told me read for so many years and I have yet to read is Mistborn. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know. (laughs) It just, well, so I've only recently started getting back into fantasy this year. I was, I would say from before the pandemic, I was reading a lot of YA and fiction and branching into more adult fiction because before that I read like nothing but YA. And 
and dystopian. And then the pandemic hit and I've, for the last three and a half years, been reading nothing but mysteries and thrillers, like consumed by them and love them. Now I'm branching out and reading other genres and I've started reading more fantasy and enjoying it. And so I'm in, I'm in the mood for it. And now I might pick it up. Nice. I'm glad to hear so. Uh, I have done a bit of branching out myself, but I always return to fantasy because that's just, that's, that's just who, my one true love. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was listening to a couple of, of, of your episodes earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, about other people that have branched out, so I, I was, I heard like how other people tend to go into like a classic space as well, which I definitely had or something. Really, but like, read some of the older books, you know. Okay, what uh, what are you talking like classic classics, or are you talking like ones that we read in high school that now you feel like you would have a different opinion of? No, like classics, classics, and like okay. a wide range. Okay. And there are some that I expected to like and did not like. Some that I, I went in thinking this is going to not be my thing. But I ended up having a good time with it. Like what? So, like Pride and Prejudice. I I was like, Pride and Prejudice, I went in like a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up really having fun with it. It was a lot of fun. Really? Uh, and then was the Divine Comedy, especially because you hear so much about um, Dante's Inferno. And I'm like, okay. And then I read that. And it took me three months to finish that. Oh, it was such a slog. <laughs> it's, I think I had to read it for one of my classes. I think my, it was junior or sophomore year, I took AP English and Dante's Inferno was one of the books. And like, I didn't read it. I'm going to be very honest. I BS my way that. through. Like, it was so hard. Dude, I've done that myself. In fact, amongst high school books, I think only two of them that I really liked, mm. which was. The Great Gatsby and mm. uh, The Odyssey. Ugh, both good choices. I think I could have liked Lord of the Flies, but there was so much analysis that I just got sick of it. Lord of the Flies is one of my favorite books. I've read it for years. Like I read it from the from freshman year of high school through college. I read it almost every other year, every year. I read it in a film and literature class and analyzed the film adaptation. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Love it. I see a lot of strength. I think I just didn't like it because at the time, like we were analyzing every section and it was my first read through of it. And I'm like, this is just tedious yeah. and annoying. Yeah. And if we had just done like a straight read through of it, kind of, I think I would have had a lot more fun with it. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of this other similar series we read in Spanish class in Dominican Republic. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was also about some kids stranded in an island. A bit less violent, but still somewhat. <laughs> And I would think about that. But I have fun with that. Yeah. I think that's a great one. I think uh, other ones that I've enjoyed are like Fahrenheit 451, 1984, Animal Farm, George Orwell. Um, my yeah. sister Darren really loved Count of Monte Cristo, which I have not read, but I've heard it's very good. Oh, that's the one I was about to say. Really? I love Count of Monte Cristo. It's so good. Really? So okay. Good. Note to self. <laughs> Okay. It was so much fun to read that one. Just a just a very fun revenge story. <laughs> so then, what are some of the tropes in books that you really enjoy, or themes, or styles? Like what 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 do you really like or gravitate towards? 
Uh, I'd say it's a fantasy fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of am into the like the chosen one, mm. the the farm kid who got visited by the wizard, <laughs> and suddenly becomes the king of the whole kingdom somehow. Like, <laughs> and you think about it, it's like what? <laughs> but it's fun. You like an underdog, is what I'm understanding from that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, by the end, they're definitely not the underdog. No. By the end, it's like, oh, yeah, with a wave of my hand, I could destroy the entire continent. <laughs> and you know, no one could stop me. You know, now that you say that, it's funny because I have two recommendations for you that I think you'd really enjoy. And if you haven't read one of them, I'd be very surprised. Okay, I'm interested. So they are I'm not. To hear they are not fantasy. Um, I think a, a, a big part of what I like. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I think one of the things I like about that show is that you see the growth. I mean, you can see that in a lot of things, but like it's like you you start with this guy that's just he's he's just some very random, unordinary guy, and you see mm. how like every step. He gains these new skills or he learns these new things. And by the end of the series, he's way more than you could expect anyone to be. It's like, wow. Went from very opposite extremes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that that sounds very similar to kind of what we said about young adult books. Like everybody loves a journey and everybody loves a coming-of-age story and loves seeing somebody rise above and like succeed and find themselves or find whatever it is like there's something very like beautiful about that I think it is more about the journey than the des- before the destination uh, it is. You'll, you'll get that reference a bit more when you start reading more Sanderson <laughs> okay note to self so two book recommendations I have for you like I said they're not fantasy They're more on the dystopian sci-fi side of things. So the first one I recommended a thousand times on this podcast, and it's called Silo by DJ McHale. And it's, this one is more young adult, like very young, Mm -hmm. but the trilogy was very good and I breezed through it. And it's about this young teenage kid who lives on an island similar to Martha's Vineyard. And all of a sudden, the military stormed the island one day and cut off their communication to the rest of the world and just kind of quarantined them. And he's like, why are we being quarantined? Like, where do we go? How do we, like, fix this? Like, what's going on? And so him and his friends get off the island and basically throughout the whole trilogy are trying to figure out what's happening and, you know, find their way back to normal life. I think what part of it I really enjoyed other than it being young adult and fast paced and easy to read throughout the whole trilogy, you think, you know what it is. So in any sort of sci-fi or dystopian or whatever, or, you know, um, new world book, you think it's like aliens, a disease taking over zombies, whatever. There's like these themes that kind of always exist. Throughout this whole thing, no matter what I guessed it was, I could never have guessed what it was, and I was wrong. And it was shocking, it was creative, and I was all for it. Okay. So that one was very good. I think you would enjoy And the next one is one that I've heard nothing but good things about since I was in high school, but I've never read it. And one of my friends read it, and then I saw it come up on Book Talk a lot this year. And Kristen and Maddie that have been guests on this podcast earlier in the season, they suggested it. 
And so I read it. It's called Red Rising by Pierce Brown. That's the one that I would be surprised if you haven't read. I've not read it, but I do have it on my to read list. Okay. I as well. It was really good. I think I was very surprised. And this was the first time where I was like, wow, I've really only ever read sci-fi and fan uh, sci-fi and dystopian books in like a young adult genre. Like I've never read mm-hmm. something that was like really dark and more adult. And they just like from the very beginning, it threw me for a loop and it like threw stuff in there and it just you, you know, hit the ground running with it. And so basically it's about a a, a post world where the it's the future of our kind and it's set on the planet of Mars. And so Daro, who is the main character, he is a red and they are like the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the totem pole. And he and they're being run by golds type of people. And so he basically, I'm trying to not give enough away, but basically as in any kind of dystopian style, there's some sort of rebellion or some sort of, you know, wanting to rise up against. And so something, something kicks off for him that he basically infiltrates the ranks of the elite golds and goes through this journey. And it was very good. I started listening to the second one on audiobook and I stopped only because I felt like I wasn't in the my like right headspace for it and I think I need to be it was just like not one to listen to while I'm working like I wanted to actually like read it and sit in it and kind of be entranced in that world be absorbed yeah, yeah. and it was like because I can listen to like a thriller or a nonfiction book on audiobook because I'm just like going through the motions but this one I wanted to like visually see it and stuff so I have to wait till I get the book but those are two that I thought you would like and I'm surprised you haven't read Red Rising yeah, I, I definitely have heard of it, and I have mm-hmm. it on the to-read to list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like it when, when books, as it says, like, start run, like just start off, just straight to the action. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, I think it's the way to go. I, I've seen that a lot recently as people are talking about, like, what they like about books. And one of the things that are interesting about certain books is when they start in kind of the middle of the story versus Mm -hmm. the very beginning. So even something like Hunger Games, which I never thought about it like that. But if you do think about it, it's like they start in the middle of the 74th Hunger Games and this world that's already created, which leaves space for Suzanne Collins to create the prequel to have more to the story. And I think you get to see the characters kind of already made and then going through their journey. And so I think that's very interesting. And I like that about a story. For me, audiobooks are just difficult in general to listen to though. Really? I feel like, I feel like if I'm doing anything else, I'm just not listening to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be focusing my entire attention to the story in any anyways, I might as well read off the paper, which I prefer. So that's my next question. Do you like audiobooks, e-reader, or physical books? And if you like physical books, do you like a hardcover or a paperback? I'm definitely physical books. Mm -hmm. And I'd say hardcover. I'm not a paperback. There are some nice parts about having a paperback. It is a lot easier to carry around. Um, But... I feel like so 
part of it is also I'm a slow reader. And mm. so I'll just have my, my book open and it just it holds itself open sometimes with the hardcover, you know? <laughs> and I'm just going through it and I'll do it, through it. Okay, that's good. I'll tip right I have to keep it held open. That's funny. Um also I just like the sturdiness of a hardcover. Yeah. But paperback, you know. But first of all, I would never fold it back. Like oh. I see why why some people like that with paperbacks, but I feel like that is hurting the book and it's screaming in agony at me. Mm-hmm. So then are you also the person that you, like for me, when it comes to bookmarks, I have these magnet ones that just kind of clip onto the page. Magnet, they're safe for the page. I would never fold over a corner. How disrespectful. I usually just have a magnet one or like a paper one. I have some sort of bookmark because I'm never going to fold over the corners. I mostly just remember the page number I'm on. What? How? <laughs> I'll be like, okay, like about this thickness, chapter this, and then I'll go to that and then just scroll for a bit. The pages. Sometimes I'll get like a, a paper uh, like random paper and stick it in between pages but mostly I'll just remember the page I'm on wait but you said you'll if you don't remember the page like you'll remember the level of <laughs> I go more by the thickness than the page number what if you're rereading like two pages that you already read then I'm rereading that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I start from like no to bigger so I don't read ahead you know I'd be like okay it's about this much Let's see. Does this look familiar? Yes. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I look normally look for like the chapter numbers and see like okay that I read that I read this beginning yeah. of the chapter or this That's title. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> but that's interesting. That's funny. Ugh, okay. So what <laughs> what are some of your favorite books? Well, I mentioned Sanderson and like Mistborn and the Stormlight Archives are his big series, and I love those. Uh, other than other than Sanderson, um, George R. R. Martin, I really enjoy uh, the first law by Joe Abercrombie, Abercrombie was a lot of fun. The first, like I probably read a lot of fan- like some fantasy before this, but the first fantasy book that I got into really was Aragon. Oh back yeah. When we were in the Dominican Republic. I remember because we were in we were in Samana when I was reading it, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people from from the embassy around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like the first like I guess big fantasy book that I read and it was very much an obsession for me at the at the time mm-hmm. and now looking back on it I don't think it's bad but like it definitely does not hold up to like my current standards as much interesting personally mm-hmm. that's funny that like unlocked something for me I've never read it my mom read them but like yeah that was one from when we were younger for sure yeah and I heard i haven't checked on it at all but i'm pretty sure the author just put out a new one in the Ooh. in the universe following one of the characters that was like a main character and but not the main character see i was talking about that with one of my friends when she was on my podcast where we both like that like the idea that you know you get to follow the life of another character that you maybe didn't see so much of um, I mm-hmm. think that's very interesting. Or I'm seeing that now. I recently, because we're recording this at the very end of November, um, I recently saw the newest Hunger Games movie, the like prequel, and to see mm-hmm. the evolution of Snow's character 
as a young adult finally before we see him like as an adult is I think so interesting and so telling of like who he becomes like I think that's really great yeah maybe maybe it's just the books I'm reading but I feel like there is a bit of a popularity surge in like writing books following multiple points of views now Mm -hmm. rather than like having one main character which of course is still yeah the more popular way of writing a book yeah but like I mean the big I think the the one that's more known for it is George R. R. Martin who has like every chapter being a different uh character Mm-hmm. And so you just follow them through the through this through this chapter, then you go to some other character, then you go back to a character. Yeah. And so no one is exactly the one true main character, but you have several main characters that are yeah. like important to follow. Yeah. And ones you can like identify with. Like if you follow exactly. different characters. Yeah. So what's a genre that you haven't picked up that you think maybe you would like? So I I hear a lot about sci-fi. And I've, I've read some sci-fi and I haven't loved it, but I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you would. So I wanna I wanna try some of the bigger sci-fi uh, books that are probably gonna be more sure hits. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I kind of want to try is horror, because mm. I think like when I see like video games or art, I really like like when they have like a little bit of a, a spooky element to them, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it makes it more interesting. So I don't know how, and I have read a little bit of horror and it, <laughs> I remember because I was, the one I'm thinking of was when I was uh, probably still like freshman in high school or something. I don't remember its name, but it was by the same guy that did the like Alex Ryder series, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, and the first book of it definitely had like these spooky moments. I'm like, oh, this is this is ooh, this is spicy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> from from words, like it like it seems more reasonable to be scared of paintings and or movies or you know, something visual, like because mm-hmm. you have the monster that like is like freaky looking. Yeah. You have jump scares, which are obviously like oh yeah. scary. Yeah. But like to to scare with words is kind of like how yeah, so I see Stephen King in your future. Probably, probably, mm. yeah. So, that. so speaking of visual, do you think the book is always better than the movie? I don't think it has to be better than the okay. movie. But I do think in general that has been the trend. I'm sure if I thought hard, I could think of an exception. But right now, like pretty much all books... I can think of that I've seen adapted to uh, to the screen mm-hmm. have been better as a book. And that could partially be a lot because you get a lot more detail with book. Um, mm-hmm. And like you have some sort of attachment to like, I read the book first kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But I don't think it necessarily has to be better. Yeah. But there is, there is, there's a lot going for books to make it better. In yeah. the sense that like you can add a lot more detail. You can take a lot more time because usually like, like maybe for a movie, like it's a one shot, so you can take mm-hmm. some time to film it to make the script, whatever. But like if you're like doing a se- a season a seasonal series, then usually the whoever's showing it is like, okay, well we gotta have a season out like every year or two, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that like pushes them to like do things faster, and so you don't have much time to yeah to get this right. Yeah, especially TV shows, I feel like they also veer off into different 
plots and different storylines because they're coming out with so many episodes. So I think they like trail exactly, a little like, bit. Either they have to rely on the like monster of the week uh, mm-hmm. thing or like so for instance what happened with uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know how much of the books you've read if at all. I haven't read any of the books and I didn't even watch a lot of the series. Well you might have heard that was less than people mm-hmm. wanted. <laughs> yep. And a big part of that is the fact that the books are not finished so mm. obviously the writers were not i mean i mean there was a lot of issues apart from that but yeah uh, also the writers have finished with with uh, didn't have the full script that is as in the whole story yeah out. but also like from the beginning since it's a seasonal show or rather since it's a show in general um they have to cut out some some plot points that they have in in the book series Mm-hmm. that you can see will become relevant to how things will play out again but they can't bring those in for the show because they cut them out early like they yep. don't exist yep one thing that i really enjoy about movies and tv shows is i think that you can visually see a clue or a um intricate detail if you catch it early on that, that I, I don't know if I would catch the same in the book. So for example, I was rewatching Harry Potter and the mm-hmm. prisoner of Azkaban, which is the third book and the third movie. Now in the third movie, when Lupin is teaching the class and the closet opens and the thing that people fear the most comes out and scares them and they have to turn it into something else. His, when he jumps in front of Harry to protect him, all of a sudden you see his come up and it's a moon. And visually, when you learn yeah. later that he's a werewolf, that makes so much sense. And you see it in the movie and there's like a moment of, oh my gosh. Now, yeah. I don't know if when I'm reading the book and they describe that it turns into a, a moon, if it would like click the same way as it does visually. No, so I, I think I, there's something to that. I absolutely get what you're saying. And I agree with you with that. There's definitely like a lot of things like, just like even just like, because I don't really read as much, but like mm-hmm. with like mystery shows, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot easier to drop clues like in the background, yep. right? Or like small things that like you're seeing it, like yep. it's happening right in front of you, yep. but you're not paying attention to it. Yeah. But like if you're writing, it's like you either very mildly mention it, but you're mentioning so many things that's like, why am I supposed to think this is necessary? Yes. Remember, or if you're mentioning it too much in detail, it's like, <laughs> yeah then you're like oh am I supposed to be remembering this you're making sure I yeah. remember this yeah yeah yeah. no I so, definitely I agree know. did you watch Wednesday the like Netflix show yeah yeah it was really good because I have something to say about it but it's kind of spoilery yes so. I watched it all right so just in case of anyone that's listening yeah spoiler. if I say some spoilers for, for Wednesday uh-huh. so what I, one thing that I liked is at some point they're like they're trying to figure out who is the one that's um Controlling the, the big monster. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any name. So yeah, except no, I get it. <laughs> get it. So and and so they show the scene of the person that got these flowers, right? And so you know, and, and then later on, it's like, oh, she had these flowers on her, on her table. Mm-hmm. And so as a viewer, you're like, oh, she's the one. Mm-hmm. And normally, this is a very good clue for viewers that would not make sense, you know, for for the people there because like it's just flowers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are like, she's the one. And then what I really liked was something that they did in Wednesday that they don't really do anywhere else, I think, that I think 
is that Wednesday pointed that out. And then as soon as Wednesday points out that that she knows that, then it becomes like, oh, well, now it doesn't work because now the logic of like, well, anyone could have get those flowers. Yeah. Applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Wednesday points that out, it's like, oh, yeah, it's got to be her. She's got a flower because this is like information that's important for us. Yeah. Like, like nobody's outwardly like said it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's something that you pick up and then think as the detective in yourself that you've somehow figured this out. Yeah. That's like specifically supposed to be for someone that's watching the 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 story as an outsider. Yeah. That's like intentionally written that way. Not yeah. like something that like if you were in this situation makes sense to connect. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart. And yeah, then yeah, they yeah. intentionally were like, <laughs> were like, nope, you're wrong because once they made the same thought. Yep. And then yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, that's smart. That's I like that. Yeah, that's a great way to like explain that. Mm-hmm. And so what would be a book that you'd like to read again for the very first time? Oh, for the first time. Mm. Mistborn, I think, mm. for me. Because it does some stuff that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't want to talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we still have to read it exactly uh count of monte cristo maybe because it's just it's just fun it's just fun okay again another one i gotta read yeah what uh, percy jackson for the same reason as count of monte cristo oh. i just those are, i'm look, looking forward to to the disney plus series i haven't seen too much about it but i just know that they're making one yep it and comes out um december something comes out in december like like this, this year, December? Yeah, like next month, December. That's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Those those are good ones. Um, Now, this question is a little interesting. And I don't know if you would have an answer already or if you're going to have to think about it a bit. But if you wrote a book about your life, what would the title be? I wrote a book about my life. What would the title be? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, blah, blah, blah. figure it out. No, <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> figuring it out. I like that. That's funny. Okay, now, what was the last really good book you read? I would say, I feel bad for always bringing up Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like I got more get more variety next time. But, uh, <laughs> I really like so he so this particular year he came out with four four books mm-hmm. um, that either he called it like the secret projects that he wrote over COVID that he had no plan to actually make, and then he Ooh. just had so much time that he's like I'll just make four extra books. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, and so I enjoyed all four. Okay. There was definitely one weaker one of the of the of the four that like, okay. but I think anyone that follows him knows which one I'm talking about. <laughs> and then the one I liked the most uh, was Tress of the Emerald Sea, which okay. was very creative. Like, like I said, his world building, I I love it. It's so much. Okay. It, it's some of the most creative world building. And he definitely so he's not known for his his prose, Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Okay. Like of all things, like. Prose is not his strong. Not to say like he's got like 
terrible prose writing, but it's, mm -hmm. it's easy to read, which is a strength in terms of like making it accessible to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But it's not like beautiful to read, you know, like okay. some other books might be. Okay. And I think definitely within these secret projects of his, and I think mostly in that one, he made an attempt at like, this is going to be my my good prose book. Like I'm trying, I'm making an effort to to do nicer prose. And I won't say it's the best prose I've read. Okay. I've read better. <laughs> um, but it's the nice. It reads well, it's creative, and it's just a nice story. Okay. That's, that's nothing like the, the chosen one that saves the world. Yeah. But, you but know, others may love it. They do save a bit. <laughs> yeah. So which one, so what were the two of them called? Oh, so we made four. Oh, four. So what are they called? Rise of the Emerald Sea. Okay. There is Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. Okay. Uh, a Wizard's Guide to Surviving Medieval England. Okay. Something like that. I might be a bit off. And then The Sunday Man. Oh, okay. And which was your favorite? Tress of the Emerald Sea. Okay. Was Noted. the one I like best. Noted. Uh, well, now you just have to read more. I hope that this has inspired you to do so. I do. I and I actually went to the library recently. Yay! Yeah. I went to the library recently. <laughs> I'm glad. To look for books. And you, as you might have guessed, mm -hmm. it's all in German. <laughs> yep. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> so I went to look for the English selection and it's very spare. I did see one of the books I'm interested in reading called... I I don't know anything about it except that it's gotten very good reviews. It's called uh, Legends and Lattes. Okay. Also, some sort of like fancy medieval setting mm -hmm. with in like a bar by like an ogre and uh, like gnome or something running a bar. I don't know much about it. All I know is the title and that people love it and what the book cover looks like. Interesting. Okay. You should download the Libby app, and then if you have any of your previous American um, library cards, you could attach it to that, and that way you could get at least e-read an audiobook. Like, you could get the the digital copies while being in Germany. True. Or you just have to practice your German and then be able to read in German. True. Once I got German down, I will, of course, very soon. Uh -huh. uh, next month. Next month, yeah. I'll... I'll I'll speak to you in German, and then I'll just read everything in German. There you go. Uh, Claudio, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for giving any ounce of your time to this. And I know we're six hours different while you're in Germany, so I appreciate your time in this and <laughs> sitting here and chatting with me all about books. It was my pleasure. After all, I get to see some more sunlight now that it's dark here and I see <laughs> sun through your windows. <laughs> oh my God, this is a virtual I've background. Do you love it? <laughs> it looks real, doesn't it? It does look real. Unbelievable. I've been betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's raining here, so there's not that much sunlight. I could have figured from DC. That that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And everybody... Stay tuned for another episode. Bye, everyone. Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app.
The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. So download the Fable app to join the unofficial book club and read alongside me. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficialbookclubpod to be updated on any future book club picks. If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode. And any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.